Politics, sports, movies. You are listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Twitter. Twitter. Check out Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast at Bend Your Ear Pod. Instagram at Bend Your Ear Pod. www.letmebendyourear.com. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I am the host of the show and happy you can join and listen. If you've listened to a previous episode, thank you for coming back. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome, and I hope you will enjoy the show and continue to be a listener. This podcast discusses three topics, movies, sports, and politics. Each episode will be dedicated to one of these topics. Today's show will center on politics. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox under Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on any one of these podcasting apps so you can receive new episodes direct to your device when they become available. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. This is a very important and simple way you can help the show reach a wider audience. You can also always get the show from our website at www.letmebendyourear.com. I wanted to record a short intro before we got into the episode today uh, discussing Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz's desire to possibly run for president. Uh, As I record this intro and the podcast, uh, the likelihood of him running seems to be less than when he first announced. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit more in the podcast. But uh, I wanted to also address my extended break from recording the show. Uh, Nothing uh, bad uh, for that reason. My daughter was born. Uh, She's going to be eight weeks old. So I've been spending all of my time Uh, taking care of her along with my wife. So that's been fantastic. Uh, I thought I would actually get back to recording uh, a lot sooner than this. Uh, It's been about uh, two and a half months since the last episode. Uh, So I thought I would get back sooner, but I forgot having a five-year-old, I forgot how much your 24-hour cycle is interrupted when you have a newborn. So I think I overestimated my ability to get back sooner, but I'm happy to be back. Uh, The sound is going to sound a little different with this intro and this episode, and probably for the next few episodes, I'm going to be recording uh, mobily as opposed to in the house uh, where I have some time where I am by myself. So uh, the sound quality, I've already tested the recorder device and it works pretty well. I mean, you will hear some ambient noise, but it shouldn't be anything that would disrupt from the audio of the podcast. So I'm confident that you'll be able to listen to it with no issue. Uh, So again, it's great to be back. Uh, This episode is going to deal with politics. I haven't done politics in a while, and it's going to be dealing with my favorite issue of polarization as it relates to Howard Schultz's desire to run for president of the United States in 2020. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this episode, and hopefully I'll get back to more regular recordings. Uh, I don't know if I can promise every week like I normally do, but I'm going to get back into the groove, hopefully, and put out an episode every week like I was doing. Uh, It's been every two weeks, and now it's been a a pretty significant break, so I want to get back into it, especially since I'm very excited to to announce that in the next couple of weeks, I'll be headed into the one-year anniversary of this podcast. So if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, uh, you know that I actually did a podcast previously titled Critic from the Couch that I did for a while where I kind of just discussed movies. Then I kind of um, kind of left that behind uh, as life kind of got in the way as it as it uh, wants uh, to do sometimes. So I decided last June, June of 2018, to relaunch uh, the podcast for, for various reasons. Uh, one, I missed doing it and I enjoyed it. 
to the ability to podcast became simpler than it was the first time I attempted it, or maybe more accurately, uh, I learned more about podcasting and I knew more this time where it made it much easier for me to regularly put out a podcast. But the second and more important reason why I launched, relaunched the podcast uh, and titled it Let Me Bend Your Ears because uh, it really is something that I enjoy doing. It's a creative outlet for me, uh, allows me to um, put out my opinions on the three things that I'm uh, pretty passionate about movies, sports, and politics. So that's why the format of the show is that specific. Uh, and a lot of the times here, it's been a very therapeutic in the sense that I get to kind of have a, an avenue for an outlet uh, to express my views and have had people listen to the podcast, which has been extremely rewarding. Uh, it's it's uh, tough going to try to get listeners. And, and again, not anything that is a struggle that I'm unhappy about. Uh, any single download of the podcast is something that is very much appreciated. Uh, I started with no downloads and uh, I've had, you know, uh, a few hundred downloads, which I'm very proud of. Uh, I know that's not a lot in the podcasting world, but for me, uh, starting something from zero, I'm, I'm very grateful for every single download uh, that I've had in this past uh, almost year of doing the show. And again, uh, I do want that. I want the show to grow. I want more people to listen to it. Not that I'm not ambitious in that way, but really what's been great for me, and it's uh, two things that have really been spectacular for me. One, that I've been able to have this creative outlet, uh, something that's mine to do on my own, uh, that, that allows me to express myself. And uh, when you have uh, challenges in life and things that are not going your way, uh, it's nice to have for anyone to have a creative outlet, whether it's a hobby, whether you walk, exercise, go to the beach, do yoga, uh, put together puzzles, fly a kite, whatever it is you do as an outlet to help you uh, remain balanced and to and to kind of keep your life um, focused in a way where you're not um, stuck, you know, dwelling on anything that's negative or to help you uh, move past challenges in your life. So that this podcast has been that for me. So that that's the number one reason that I do it. Again, I'm I want people to listen. Uh, I would love for more people to listen. But again, that's not the be all and end all for me for this. It's just a a, a bonus. The main reason is really is an outlet for me. The second thing that I found in doing this podcast that has been super rewarding, which I really didn't expect, which was makes it all the more better, is the camaraderie I've had with fellow podcasters. So I've met uh, people through Twitter uh, in my interactions, trying to get my podcast out there and, and running into other independent podcasters that have uh, done the same. Uh, I, they're a very welcoming, kind community of people with a similar passion in podcasting. But within that similar passion, they have different focuses of what their podcasts are about. So I know there's a lot of kind of jokes out there now about podcasting since it's kind of exploded and you see it on sitcoms. Not that they're not funny. They're like, oh, you know, everybody's got a podcast. Who cares? And that's that's true. And again, that is true. But the good thing about that is there is literally whatever subject in your life that you're interested in, there's a podcast for it. Now, that sounds funny, but you know what? I find that a lot of people, whether they're podcasters themselves or people that just listen to it, they find what they like and it's, it's been something that's helpful for them. Um, it's something that's great for your commute to work. You can listen to, if you have several podcasts, you can listen to podcasts 
uh, on demand as opposed to listening to drive time radio where you get 100 commercials and they play the same song every five minutes. Um, it's a good way to learn about things. I've uh, been a fan of certain podcasts where I've learned a tremendous amount. So podcasting to me in this last year has been something that's been spectacular. Um, and I was going to get into this part of it, like I just discussed maybe in another show, but I might as well do it now in this intro. Again, I'm creeping up on a year on doing Let Me Bend Your Ear, and it's been fantastic. And I want to thank everyone that's downloaded the podcast and listened to it, whether you've listened to it once, didn't like it, or if you've listened to it once and have decided to stick with it and listen to more episodes. I want to thank each and every person that has listened to the podcast. Uh, I am truly grateful. I hope you've gotten something out of it. Um, I know for me in learning a lot about podcasting, I know kind of the way I'm doing it is is challenging as, a, as in relation to getting listeners. You know, I do I don't do a true crime pro- podcast, which is hugely popular. Um, and again, that's great because I listen to some myself. You know, that's not a genre that I'm uh, familiar with in the sense that I feel expert enough to talk about it or do that kind of research. So and then I, the second thing is I kind of fly solo on this podcast. And I know for some listeners, that's challenging. They like to hear interactions back and forth. Now, if you listen through this podcast, I do have interviews interspersed with the regular episodes. So I've done probably maybe five or six. Uh, I don't have the count in front of me. But if you listen, I do have some interviews with other people and uh, discussions, especially in the movie stuff. Uh, so that's great, too. I enjoy that. And that's been fun kind of connecting with other people, um, both in the United States and in one case uh, in England. So it's been fantastic. And I'll do more of those in the future. Uh, I'll definitely try to look for ways to uh, get other people on to discuss things with me, because I do know as a listener to podcasts that that's something that a lot of people desire. Um, but uh, to be honest, it'll be mostly me flying solo. Uh, because that's what I enjoy doing. Uh, so hopefully uh, the content that I'm providing to the listeners is compelling enough uh, for the solo uh, podcast. So again, every person that's downloaded it, whether you've tried it once and wasn't for you and you moved on, or whether you've tried it and you've liked it and you've listened to more episodes, I appreciate both of you, both listeners, both types of listeners tremendously and equally. So thank you so much. I will continue to put out this podcast. Like I said, hopefully uh, now that I've gotten into the groove with my newborn, hopefully the podcast will come more regularly. Uh, But uh, again, if you uh, have any questions for me or if you want any comments on the show, you can reach me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at BendYourEarPod. That's also my Instagram handle. Um, If you want to email me directly to ask me questions or social suggestions or anything like that, uh, the email is BendYourEarPod podcast at gmail.com. So again, it's great to be back. I hope you enjoy this episode. Again, this will be a political episode uh, regarding Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz. Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz, public enemy number one. Why do I say that? Of course, I'm kidding, but why is this episode titled that and why am I starting this podcast with that? Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz public enemy number one. I will tell you why I'm starting it with that title. Howard Schultz earlier this year made an announcement via social media and more specifically with an interview on 60 Minutes where he had the unmitigated gall to dare to announce that he is considering a run for the presidency in 2020, where he will challenge incumbent Donald Trump. Now, normally, 
not a big deal. And normally nothing that would really go on my radar, even for the purposes of this podcast, which deals in politics. If you've listened to my show, you know that my take on politics is a little bit different than most political podcasts where you can find mostly punditry either on the left or on the right. My angle and my spin on how I speak about politics, if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, is two overriding themes for me that I think are extremely important for the health of our democracy. One is voter engagement, and two is the awful effect, in my opinion, of polarization. Now, I'm talking about Howard Schultz today in the kind of realm of polarization, and let me tell you why. Howard Schultz does a in-depth interview with 60 Minutes regarding his desire to possibly, now possibly, not definitively, but possibly enter the race in 2020. Now, I know you will say, well, if he's thinking about it, he's probably going to run. And that's probably true. Uh, people have backed out before, but that's probably true. He'll end up running. But he was only communicating his desire to run. And the reason I'm talking about this is because once he made that interview and kind of gave some magazine interviews and talked on social media, you would think the news would be met with reporting his background, you know, what he kind of is advocating if he were to be president, what his policy positions on major issues would be, kind of the normal boilerplate questions that you would get uh, or you would ask any candidate that has thrown their hat in the ring. But in the case of Howard Schultz, because he had the unmitigated gall to consider running for president, the backlash was swift and brutal. So I'm going to start with uh, a quote. I'm going to read a couple of quotes from him throughout this episode. But I want to uh, start with this quote where he kind of lays out what he wants to do. So here it is. Quote, I will run as a centrist independent outside of the two-party system. We're living at a most fragile time. Not only the fact that this president, meaning President Trump, is not qualified to be the president, but the fact that both parties are consistently not doing what's necessary on behalf of the American people and are engaged every single day in revenge politics. So that was one of the quotes from the interview. That son of a bitch. He had the nerve to call out a two-party system that's broken. So let me pause before I continue so you get my take, because I know as you listen to this, since we're so polarized in this country, even as you listen to this podcast, and even if you listen to my previous episodes where I don't come down on one side or the other, you're going to listen to this and go, what's your angle? Why are you advocating for Howard Schultz's position? So let me start by saying a couple things. One, I don't know Howard Schultz other than he's the CEO of Starbucks. If he were to be president of the United States, he might be a terrible president. He might be a terrible candidate. That's not what I'm talking about. This, this show is not a tacit or blatant endorsement of Howard Schultz. So just so you understand that, I don't know him. I don't know if he'd be good, bad, and different. I have no opinion about him as a candidate. The reason I'm bringing up Howard Schultz is not because it's Howard Schultz. The reason I'm bringing this up is to 
talk about maybe what you would consider my bias. My bias is I believe wholeheartedly that the two-party system is broken. So the angle that I'm coming at this at is a polarization angle. The two-party system is broken. And where I agree with Howard Schultz is he is pointing that out. And basically, this has become everybody retreats to their corner, holds down their position, and that's it. And I may talk about this in a future episode. I'll tease it now. I just read uh, yesterday that our boy Mitch McConnell was asked about if a Supreme Court vacancy opened up in 2020, would he fill it? And of course, he answered yes. If you listen to my previous episode regarding polarization and the Merrick Garland situation when Obama was president, what I said happened, happened. So I'm going to leave it at that, but I may get into that in a future episode. But anyway, back to Howard Schultz. So the first quote I, I read, nothing crazy, and I think pretty accurate. The backlash was awful. And here's the surprising part. Howard Schultz is, quote unquote, a lifelong Democrat. So he is a Democrat his entire life. His company, Starbucks, is based in Seattle, which uh, we know is a typically left-leaning, more Democratic city. So he's a, you would even maybe say a liberal, but a very successful billionaire businessman who was a lifelong Democrat. He's not wanting to run in the Democratic Party. He wants to run as an independent because he wants to focus on solutions, not political parties, at least from what I could read here. So, of course, shockingly or not so shockingly, the biggest backlash was from fellow Democrats. And what did the fellow Democrats have to say? I don't have a line of their quotes here, but some of the ones I've read, you know, the, you could pick the usual suspects. They are worried that if Howard Schultz threw his hat in the ring, that he would siphon votes away from whoever the Democratic nominee would end up being, and that in turn would de facto reelect Donald Trump. And of course, the, pres uh, the Democrats' aim is to make Donald Trump a one-term president, which I have no problem with that agenda. But my answer to that would be, and which is always my issue with more than two people running is then if you are that worried about a third candidate or a fourth candidate siphoning votes from your candidate, then you are not picking the right candidates. That is your fault as a Democratic Party or your fault as a Republican Party. This goes for both parties. I am so sick and tired of that freaking excuse. The two party system is so entrenched. And here is that they would ruin someone that's trying to run as an outsider because they are afraid that it's going to hurt their candidate. Then your candidates are goddamn not strong enough. Maybe you should have better candidates and you wouldn't have to worry about a third or a fourth party entrant. So let's read some of the other quotes this bastard had the nerve to say. Quote, I look at both parties. We see extremes on both sides. Well, we are sitting today with approximately $21.5 trillion of debt, which is a reckless example, not only of Republicans, but of Democrats, as well as a reckless failure of their constitutional responsibility. Oh, this guy, this guy is unbelievable. He has the nerve to call out both sides, basically saying they're getting nothing done and running up the debt while they're doing it. Again, did he say anything wrong? Is that incorrect? No. But 
He's not a Democrat or a Republican. And I hate to break it to all you Democrats and Republicans out there. What's the difference? What's the difference? There is a difference in some policies. Uh, there's a difference, obviously, you know, we're, we're coming on the, the, the abortion heartbeat bill controversy that is starting to brew with four or five states passing these laws. And, and of course, normally the Democrats are going to be against them and a lot of Republicans and conservatives uh, either are for it or will not actively campaign against heartbeat bills. There's some hot button issues that will always be specific to one or the other party, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about economics and getting things done and things like infrastructure where we just had Donald Trump walk out of a meeting with Democrats because he's mad at the Democrats. The Democrats are mad at him. When he ran and was elected, he said, infrastructure, I want to get it done. Democrats are like, we want to get it done. Everybody says they want to get it done and then it doesn't get done. So Howard Schultz is pointing that out. Another quote from Mr. Schultz, quote, I want to see the American people win. I want to see America win. I don't care if you're a Democrat, independent, libertarian, or Republican. Bring me your ideas. I will be an independent person who will embrace those ideas because I am not in any way in bed with a party. Oh, this bastard. How dare he not be in bed with one party or the other? What's he trying to hide? No wonder he's public enemy number one. He's a guy that says he wants any and all ideas, no matter where they come from. So solutions can be found to problems that exist right now. Gee, what does that sound like? Oh, that sounds like a business person, not a politician. That sounds like Donald Trump, who was a business person and promised the same thing. And we'll see how that ends up shaking out. But again, it's not the things that he's saying that made people spin out of the control. It's that he had the nerve to decide that he was going to run as an independent and not as a Democrat. And like I said, this is not a shot at Democrats because I guarantee you if Howard Schultz was a lifelong Republican and not a lifelong Democrat and you attribute the same quotes to Howard Schultz, the Republican, it would be the Republican pundits and the Republican Party and Republican sympathizers that would be ripping him right now. So this is not a shot at the Democrats. It doesn't matter. Both parties are invested in a third party never, ever, ever working. As I've stated in previous podcasts, there are sometimes five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten political parties that run on a ballot in Europe in elections regularly. Am I saying we need 10 parties? No, we need more than two. Two is not getting it done. What do Democrats and Republicans do every four years? They run to the left and run to the right during the primaries, and then they run to the middle for the general. Why do they run to the middle instead of staying in their lanes like they do in the primaries? Because the middle is what makes one or the other party win. How did Donald Trump become president? He won the middle. 
the middle, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, the middle. He won the middle and he won the presidency with the between the Electoral College and strategically targeting the middle. That's who wins. That's who wins every single time. And if a viable third party candidate could grab the middle, they would win. I'd always joke with friends of mine, and I still make that joke. If you look at the numbers, if you look at statistics in elections, if I could get, if I, Frank, could run for any office, specifically a national office, specifically president, if I could run and guarantee that I would get every vote of people that don't vote in each election, I would win every election by a landslide. A landslide. Because I would get those votes. But again, Donald Trump got the middle. Howard Schultz, I think smartly, is tar- if he decides to run, is targeting the middle. Or not even that. He's saying as president, I'm not looking at party. I'm looking at ideas. I want ideas that will help America move forward into the future. I don't care where they come from. I don't care where those ideas come from. As long as they're good ones, let's go. And again, this is not an endorsement of Howard Schultz. I don't know Howard Schultz from a hole in the wall. And like I said, maybe he's not being truthful. Maybe he's just a typical politician wannabe that wants to run. Maybe if he were elected president, he'd be terrible. But I tell you what, I do like a hell of a lot what he's saying here. Because a lot of what he's saying, in fact, all of pretty much what he's saying, I agree with 100%. This system is broken. And the polarization has affected even this. The guy hasn't even decided to run. He's thinking about running and he got, I mean, I'm telling you, he got destroyed, destroyed in the media. You would have thought he, in that 60 Minutes interview, you would have thought based on the reaction to it that he said that he would kill all puppies, uh, that, uh, that he would destroy national parks. He would burn down the con- I mean, you would have thought that this guy was insane. You would have thought that an insane person decided to run for president based on the backlash that he got. Now, again, if you want to criticize his policies on things, uh, there's documented things on policies of controversial subjects that he's weighed in on that you disagree with. If you want to question his acumen politically, I have no problem with that. All of that is valid. If you try to throw your hat in the ring, those criticisms and that critique is completely valid. And that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is the fact that he had the gall to say that he was thinking about running engendered such backlash. And the basis of the backlash, especially from the left, was you're going to hurt our candidate and get Trump reelected. What? What the hell are you talking about? then your candidates are not good enough. And from 2016, you should have learned a bunch of things. And I don't know if they've learned. Hillary Clinton, and this is not even a critique or of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, for whatever reason, didn't connect with the voters she needed to connect with to win. And you can give me all this shit about the popular vote. She won the popular vote. Doesn't matter. We don't do popular vote. We do electoral college. That's the way it's going to be. You got to deal with it. The system didn't change in 2016. So that is her campaign's fault for not connecting with the people she needed to connect with to win the Electoral College. And she had to withstand a challenge from Bernie Sanders. 
who connected with the base of the the left base of the Democratic Party, which hurt her in the primaries. So again, instead of worrying about third party candidates, you should be focused on having the strongest possible candidate to withstand any challenge. Another party, a third party, a fourth party, you should you should do that. But you see, they don't want to do that because that would be more work. That would be more money. And it's lazy. They just want to deal with Republican. They don't want to give any inroads to any other legitimate candidate to run for president because that would just make a hard job that much harder. And it pisses me off because a third party candidate can't even get one, good luck getting on the ballot on all 50 states. If you happen to be able to do that, good luck getting on debates. Good luck getting significant press coverage. Good luck. Because it's not going to happen. So there needs to be a fundamental shift in how this system works. And I don't know what it's going to take, at least for the purposes of my podcast. I'm going to try to do more research to see how the system is now, because again, the way I'm going to come at politics on my show is not to be a pundit for a particular candidate and definitely not for a particular party. It's going to be for me to find out what we need to do as voters. And that that's the voter engagement piece. The second plank of what I do on my show. What can we do as voters, if anything, to help grow a third party, I don't care what it is, are parties that can legitimately challenge the Republicans and the Democrats in the presidential election, legitimate candidates with legitimate third parties, with legitimate ideas, where people that are finding nothing for them, either in the Democrat or Republican Party, can find a home, a candidate to back, uh, a candidate to give money to, a candidate to rally for, a candidate to hold signs on the corner in their neighborhood, to find more people that they're passionate about wanting to become president because the system as it is now is broken and donald trump here's the thing about donald trump and i will comment on him specifically i donald i've always wanted a disruptor in politics i was i never thought it would happen but donald trump became a disruptor i wish he wasn't the particular disruptor but I wanted a disruptor because that's the only way things change. So we need disruption, not from the candidate level like in Donald Trump. We need voter disruption because voter disruption is what's going to cause the system to change. And the, what we can do is we can back. If you, there's a candidate that you are passionate about that's not a Republican or a Democrat that is trying to run third party, do your homework on that candidate, whoever they may be and whatever party they may be, and put focus your energy on helping them become a viable candidate. I think that's something maybe that we should focus on. I know so many people are disillusioned with voting and my vote doesn't count and it's the same kind of people in the same two parties. Well, damn it, if you want to change that, instead of me, I'm not telling you not to vote, but if you're not going to vote, change, turn your focus on finding candidates in your local elections, in your state elections, and in the federal elections that are outside the two-party system and back them and tell your friends to back them and put that passion into something new. That's what we need. We need voter disruption not candidate disruption, not the candidate from the outside, whether it's Donald Trump or even Howard Schultz, as I'm talking about. We need voter disruption. I think voter disruption is the wave of the future if we can get behind candidates that we believe in. So that's my take on that. Again, 
I think Howard Schultz has kind of backed away. The news I've read recently is with Joe Biden entering the race that maybe he's less likely to run. Um, and I think that's unfortunate. Like I said, I don't know if he'd be good or not, but voices like his and others need to be heard that are outside the two-party system, that are offering solutions that are based on the strength of the idea and not the party that they come from. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on any of the following podcasting apps. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or CastBox. You can subscribe to the show's YouTube channel under Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. Follow the show on Twitter. The handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. That is also the handle for Instagram. If you have any questions or comments, you can email the show. The email address is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you listen to the show on a different platform but have iTunes, please rate and review the show there. This will help raise the profile of the show and search results. If you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please share it on your social media. Again, thank you for listening and take care.